Save the Such Podcast. I'm Cliff Anderson. Yo, it's your boy Trayvon Stewart. Tariq Coley. This is episode two. Number two. Number two. Episode two. Back to back. Uh-huh. So if you listen to episode one, we thank you and we hope you get you to listen to episode two. Definitely. And if you like what we're saying, please like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at Saved and Such. Instagram and Facebook at Saved and Such. That's S-A-V-E-D, the letter N, S-U-C-H. And that's on Instagram and Facebook. How y'all doing today, man? Great, man. Having a blessed day, man. Yes, sir. Can't really (laughs) complain too much. Okay. Okay, okay. So how was y'all week so far? It's been good. Been steady. Been staying out the way. You know how that go. That's what's up, man. Listen, man, today we got a uh, we got a really interesting topic. We're gonna be talking about cycles. All types of cycles. Um cycles of violence, psychics psychics, cycles of uh, Prosperity cycles of positivity, man. It's all cycles. You know, um, excuse me. If you don't break these cycles, they continue to run through your family. You know, the Bible talks about generational curses all through it. How God punished the children of Israel for something that their forefathers did. Mm. You know, and uh, you got to break them cycles, man. You got to break them cycles. And cycles tend to run wild through the African American community. Very wild. Very wild. Whether it's a, a physical cycle or or a mental cycle. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you can go back to look at slavery. People still think we mentally enslaved uh, as a whole. We supposedly mentally enslaved. Right. And um, So, uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about cycles, man. Uh, we got a few cycles to talk about. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, 2020 has brought us a few interesting television programs mm-hmm. one of them in particular that caught my attention is the R. Kelly surviving R. Kelly thing mm. and I don't know if it's because I'm from Chicago or just the story was so interesting mm-hmm. you smiling over there Chicago R. Kelly Cliff <laughs> I don't know Not over there. <laughs> <laughs> he from your homeland Cliff. hey what'd you say Rick? I'm not for 63rd I'm not for 63rd I don't Cliff what street you from <laughs> Hundreds, man. Oh, oh, yeah. So the, the violence happens in the 63rd or 64th. Uh-huh. So now, he's in the suburbs. Where was R. Kelly from? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Mm. He's from the city of Chicago. Down the street from you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he is crazy. But are y'all done, though? <laughs> Yo, Yo I'm, just, I'm just laughing because I did not know he was from Chicago. I, I didn't. All bro, these I years, bro? Nah, I did not know. Really? I didn't care to know. You feel me? Like... <laughs> That's understandable. It's R. Kelly. I grew up on Usher. You feel me? Okay. I didn't, I didn't grow up on R. Kelly. Wow. Usher, Usher's my favorite R&B singer. Yeah. Okay. Usher, All time. Does Usher even still sing R&B? Negative. He does got R- that. He a black Justin Bieber. Like a grown up. He sing that pop. It works for him. He making money right now. You know who Usher is. I guess. R. Kelly ain't making no bread right now. Listen. Wow. Listen, man. Go ahead. Go ahead and see what you guys That's say. That's facts, I got a lot of things to say about this topic, for real. Oh. <laughs> First of all, let me go back to Usher. Mm-hmm. I don't like his haircut. <laughs> Dang. That's fine. His you don't got to like his appearance or like his music. His haircut is at least 22, mm-hmm. but he's like 42. 
Y'all what? haven't seen like I haven't seen a recent picture of him. I ain't never either. I don't go up looking up pictures of Usher. That's neither here nor there. You about, have some personal right. <laughs> You're talking about Usher from like 2015. It's 2020. It's a new year. Listen, bro. <laughs> Usher got me through a lot of stuff, man. That Definitely. Confessions album. Let it Definitely. burn. Let it burn. <laughs> I had to take something for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. I used to sing it to the honeys in elementary many, school. Let it burn? Nah, just all the Usher say, songs from her. For her. How, many, how many people can get Usher in a, a versus battle right now? Chris Not, Brown. Not that many. Yo, Chris, Chris Brown. Brown, definitely, yo. Oh, no, nah, I feel like Chris Brown could. I feel like Chris Brown could. Chris Brown's my guy. <laughs> See? <laughs> Listen, right now he's showing us a picture of Usher. Wow. He still has that haircut? <laughs> Bro, that little mohawk joint, he's had that for forever now. It's actually called a gentleman's taper. That is terrible. <laughs> they need to get rid of that taper. For real. Okay. I'm sure people TNT, really be getting that. Like, can I get the gentleman's taper? Like, thinking like it looks cool, and it doesn't. That. It looks simple. Listen, we all over the place right now, but stay with us, please. Stay with us. We're going to get to some serious. You started. You t- started talking about his haircut. I know, bro. Just, that was random. It was. I mean, listen, man, I'm a random person. I see. You know what I'm saying? Let's get to the R. Kelly. Um, uh, as you all know, if you haven't seen the Survivor R. Kelly, it was about R. Kelly's abuse of women. Mm-hmm. He took, um, he used his power to abuse his situations and to abuse different people mm-hmm. like a uh, prime example he married Aaliyah and she was like 15 yeah bro I didn't know all that was even happening until I watched that bro, was so crazy me, me either bro fact, bro she was 15 and he was like almost 30 but she say love ain't nothing but a number oh man uh-huh that's the reason why uh yeah that's yeah. exactly the reason he took, advantage, probably, he took advantage of that she, was, she probably, probably wrote that. him he probably wrote the song and uh, they lied, actually, and said she was 18 when they got married. Mm-hmm. And you know what the crazy part about it? Like, her parents knew. Who raised you? Yeah, that was the whole thing I was confused about. Like, Bro, I was just confused off that. In what world is you letting your 15-year-old daughter hang out with this 30-year-old man? No world. But I bet you they probably saw dollar signs. Exactly. Oh, that's probably the reason why. They knew they was going to be well taken care of for the, probably the rest of their lives for a fact, bro. He was, in that, he was in his prime around that time, right? Or just uh, getting there? Getting there. He was yeah, sliding into his prime. Bro. He just yeah. came out of, uh, I think it was public announcement, was the mm-hmm. group he was in. Mm-hmm. And he started to blow up. Blew up your weight. How old was he? R. Kelly? Yeah. Doing the Aaliyah situation? Yeah, yeah. I think either 30 or almost 30. That is terrible. That is terrible. Somebody bro. double your age. Yeah, that is crazy, bro. It's not like, bro. Like, what are y'all even talking about? She's still on Capri Suns. Sponge, SpongeBob. <laughs> SpongeBob's my show, bro. Yeah, great show. I used to watch that religiously in college. Top five all the time. Nah, yeah. I agree. Cartoons. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Top five. Yeah. Top five. Top five. Uh, first of all, I want to send a shout out to Lil Relly Moe's coat. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, y'all can't see it, but it's dope. It's it's, it's bright. It's bright. You ain't gonna miss it. That's for that's for it's sure. It's not. So uh, it's nice though. What's that? Suede, velvet. What is that? Velvet. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that boy said what? What is it? Buck corduroy. <laughs> that thing nice. Little really, that thing man. is nice. Man, listen to me. This is one of the most talented brothers I know. God has blessed him with all kinds of talents, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. But the number one thing he does mm-hmm. is he'll take that camera out mm-hmm. and record and record. That's why I call him TMZ. All right, man. That's TMZ. Enough. <laughs> That's enough for that. Um, <laughs> let's get back to the topic at hand. Soul Cycles, man. Um, 
So with the R. Kelly story, we just use R. Kelly as a reference point for this conversation. With the R. Kelly story, in this in the show, it revealed that R. Kelly was molested by his sister. Mm-hmm. And you think as a kid, this is your older sister. So you kind of look up to your older sister because she's the older sister. Right. You know what I'm saying? So she's telling you to do X, Y, and Z. Even though it doesn't feel right, you're like, this has to be gospel because it's coming from my older sister who you think... Is going to take care of you, protect you. Like another mother, basically. Exactly. So you think what she's saying is right. Mm-hmm. So you just go with the flow. You go with the flow. And that happened to um, him and his brother, I believe. Wow. For some, for some years, bro. Not like oh. once or twice. Right. This happened for some years. So you imagine their first sexual experience as kids, but not even teenagers, is with their older sister. That's crazy. That's, that's, that's crazy. I honestly and, and, didn't know that. I, n- I never knew that. Yeah, man. I never it knew that. It was all in the show, bro. It was all in the show. Because cause I didn't watch the full show. Because right. when they started to get into details and just I, how abusive he actually yeah, was. I stopped watching And it. how controlling he actually yeah, was, yo. How he was locked. Like... The whole locking them in the room. Yo, man. having to ask this man to use the bathroom? Yeah, I, I turned it off. I said, man, it's yeah, too much. Wild. I said, it's too much for me. And then you think you go back, like, this will happen with him. You know right. what I'm saying? And that's just another cycle that continues to happen. Mm-hmm. That continues to happen. Mm-hmm. He takes his power and he leverages his power to manipulate a position in a situation. You think you, you 15, 16 girl, you can sing a little bit. You see R. Kelly, you like, yo, R. Kelly said I can sing. Facts. Hit making R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you look at him as a, as a kind of a role model because He's R. Kelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't take that from him. The man got some bangers. Facts. And, definitely. Um, you can't go to a barbecue without, well, maybe now, but before you couldn't go to a barbecue or a gathering without hearing the R. Kelly song. It trips me out, man. In his prime, making all this good music, he was living in a whole nother life, yo, that we knew nothing about. Great music. We just now finding this all out in what? What's 2019, 2020? Yeah. That dropped this year, right? Yep. We just now found out about this. Well, it was a little scandals here and there. Yeah, it was a couple of little scandals. But he kept getting out of it. Right. So it's like, he thought it was clean. Right. So it's like, now we really about to blow this man up. It was like 10, 15 women on there. Bro, R. Kelly had a sex tape, I think, when I was in either high school or right after high school. Mm -hmm. One of the two. And in Chicago, you hear about it all the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, they talk about, I think, Kenwood. This man would literally be up at the school. Yeah. Recruiting Checking chicks. for honeys. Yeah, facts. Young bro. honeys. Bro, facts. Red shirt in them. Red. <laughs> facts. Facts. Red shirt. Facts. That's facts, bro. But it's just like, to me, it's just what type of satisfaction do you get out of going up to young chicks and trying to bag them when you like 30 something bro the 30 yeah that's the part that's like confusing me like y'all have nothing in common like bro he just was more or less just picking them out like they they easy they young i can mess with their mind exactly it's a power thing and that spirit a manipulation Mm -hmm. was introduced to him as a child and he never dealt with whatever happened to him as a child so therefore the cycle continues the cycle continues Mm -hmm. and that reminds me of uh david you know what I'm saying? David had Uriah killed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To be with his wife. Mm-hmm. Then David lost two sons. One son killed the other for raping the sister. Karma. It, it's karma. Mm-hmm. You know, and out of David and um, what was Uriah's wife's name? Bathsheba? They had Solomon. Let's go with that. Yeah. They, they had Solomon. Mm-hmm. And Solomon turned out to be the wisest man ever. Right. And why? 
my sister, I was talking to my sister. She brought this point to me. Nowhere in the Bible has God said a man after my own heart, except for David. Mm. So David did all this stuff. And then he broke the cycle by repenting, fasting, praying unto God, dancing his clothes off and all that jazz. He broke the cycle and got blessed with Solomon. Solomon turned out to be the wisest dude ever. You know what I'm saying? And that's the whole point of this episode is how do we identify the cycles? You know what I'm saying? How do we identify the cycle? How do we relate it to whatever trauma was introduced to us? You know what I'm saying? Like uh, I use myself as an example. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, committed relationships was for the birds. Right, right, right. It was for the birds. I wasn't here for it. How long ago was that? Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4. Issue, never the issue. As well as, yes, Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Gista the Rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. When I, when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, look. Tariq, what year was that? Right. <laughs> 05. That was back in the day. <laughs> you know 05. Y'all stay putting me on blast. Just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. I'll take it. Look, I'll we, take know, it. we know what's coming on our end. Yeah. We already know. Uh, so, like I said, commitment was an issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think I knew how to fully trust somebody with my vulnerabilities. Right. Because I wasn't showed that growing up. Both my parents was on that stuff. It was mm. the 80s. Right? Mm. <laughs> it was the 80s. Yeah. They did stuff in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So, I remember uh, this quick story. Mm-hmm. When I was 11, right? My mama tells me, my birthday's in July. So, the de- December prior to me turning 12, my mom tells me, oh, because my mom stayed in Minnesota. I stayed in Chicago mm-hmm. or Illinois. And um, she was like, oh, I'm going to come. I'm going to come see you for your birthday. She sent me these Power Ranger toys. And clearly, this bothers me because I, I remember it like yesterday. Uh-huh. I can describe the toys that she sent me. Mm-hmm. She sent me these toys in December for Christmas. So my birthday's coming around. She's constantly telling me, like, yo, I'm going to come through. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking for her. My birthday come around. And clearly, this is back in the day because we mm-hmm. had one of them doors with the glass window panes on the side. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Looked like the church. Mm-hmm. I sat in the door the whole day. Never showed up. Wow. Mm-hmm. The whole entire day. And I think that was the day commitment just went out the window. Mm-hmm. Trust all that and I didn't recognize this till I became older mm-hmm. and I seen it in relationships that I had like I could never fully um, just put your all in it too right because in my mind you're going to hurt me eventually right because people ain't nothing cycles Cy- cycles yeah exactly mm-hmm. and that that cycle repeated itself as a grown up mm-hmm. as my uh, in my adult life and like to this day my mom's still alive and we like I love my mom to death don't get me wrong but we cool you know <laughs> We ain't like BFFs, right? But I love my mama. That's my mama, mm-hmm. you know. But that cycle had to be broken eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's broke now because I did the work. You know what I'm saying? I prayed about it, fast about it, and I think the thing that helped the most, which is, is key, exactly, very key. key, very key, very key. Praying very and key. fasting that changed a lot. That would change a lot mm-hmm. right there. I ain't mm-hmm. gonna cut you off. But no, no, you Gucci band that would definitely change a lot right there. That's facts, bro. And you know the Bible say uh, these things come out by only by fasting and praying. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like, mm-hmm. got lock in. 
Gotta lock, lock in. in. Mm-hmm. Bro, fasting clears your mind. Mm-hmm. It's like um, it takes away everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to see things that you couldn't see without fasting. Facts. It'll, it'll, bring, it'll bring it to the light. It will, man. I remember um, the first time um, our church did like a social media fast. Uh-huh. I didn't realize like social media was really like controlling me, like controlling me, controlling me. Yeah. Like, I thought like I can't even go like without it. Mm-hmm. Then like as I, you know what I mean? Like as I got a little older and started really like locking in, I'm like, I don't even need all this right now. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm still surviving. Like I'm still, you know what I mean? Rock out without it, so yeah. Listen, man, it's it's, it's so much that you can get done mm-hmm. without being on social media. Right. Like with me, I have I have alert on my phone on Insta on Instagram. It right. alerts me when I've been on Instagram for two hours. Dang. So when I get that alert, I'm like, all right, let me set my phone down. You feel me? Yeah. Let's like, let me let me make myself productive. You feel right. me? Because you be on social media all day, man, and you won't realize how much stuff that you're consuming in your mind. Because it's just one thing after another, another thing, another like, thing. It's just the crazy, craziest things on there, and it's like making you. It's kind of like I don't want to say it's fake, but it's just like a fantasy. Like will be happening, bro. That's just like it's not realistic. A lot of stuff we be seeing. On Separating there. your time from God. Yeah, the it's time really you should be spending on God is yeah. just a distraction. It's really a distraction. I agree. Facts, bro. I agree. Yeah. I mean, cause listen, nobody knows the Bible like the devil. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! People don't talk about that enough. The devil the de- is not dumb, yeah. right? My man was in heaven <laughs> kicking it, bro. He's the smartest mm-hmm. person, the kicking smartest it. person you'll ever meet, mm-hmm. right? He, he's he was the he was a in heaven directing choirs, mm-hmm. right? My man was kicking it with God, like yo, what up? Yeah, this guy's right hand, right hand man, exactly. Yeah. Facts. Then he got tooted and booted. Yeah, yeah. And um, we nobody, get like we go through that in real life, though, bro. Right. Like for real, real for life. Real. Right. For real, for real, we go through that, man. Maybe the people closest to you that be behind your back, deceiving mm-hmm. you, plotting. And it's crazy because where where God literally, what God wants to do, how He's moving, everybody can't go with you. Facts, That's facts. Not, everybody can't facts. go with you. Facts. Everybody has a time and a season. Listen, literally. man, you got you got to you got to break that cycle. Facts, bro. Um, break that cycle. You feel me? Even your cycle of friends. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, mm-hmm. our friends are here for a season. They 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 serve a certain purpose in our lives. Mm-hmm. But when that time is up, you got to cut it's that up. show. It's, it's up. up. And it's, it sucks, but that's the reality of it. You can't fight it. And the hardest thing is, bro, is like, it's like, man, like trying to fight that relationship. Like, right, I'm trying to hold on to this. Like, mm-hmm. nah, you got to let it go. You got to let it go. No matter how long you, nah, all the effort, you just got to let it go. Is it because the thing about it, it's not even just friendships, relationships as well. I would say definitely relationships. You could, you could be sitting around being in a toxic relationship for, and you look at the time, it's like two, three years that went by. Right. You feel me? You wasting time in a relationship. Literally. And guys just trying to cut that tie. You feel me? You wonder why y'all arguing every day and all that. You Things ain't working have... out. It's crazy, man. Bro, literally sitting here having epiphanies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mentioned the whole commitment thing in relationships. But I didn't even think about it in terms of my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. To literally sitting right here just now. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense why, you know, the Bible said um, a double-minded man is mm-hmm. unstable in all his ways. Mm-hmm. And it makes perfect sense why it's so hard to... Well, it used to be so hard to give it to God. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? To give myself to God. Because regardless, I understand that he's God. But in my Drake voice, I had trust issues. Right. And you know what I'm saying? And that, that echoes throughout all relationships in your life. Mm-hmm. Your job, your relationship with God, your church. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you have trust issues, you're constantly like, should I do this? Should right. I not do this? Should right. I put all my efforts into this? Because right. in the back of your mind... It's going to be a waste of time eventually. I'm not like that now, thank God. Because, like I said, 
I've been to a lot of therapists mm-hmm. and a lot of counseling for these things. That's man. good. Yeah, it, listen, people, go to counseling. It helps. Go to your unbiased. It's an unbiased opinion. You know what I'm saying? She don't know you from Adam. So they don't have a reason to um, sway you in any way. So go to therapy. Even if you're going just to talk, they ain't got to say a word. It's good to hear it out loud. Right. You know what I'm saying? Another thing is, like, um, you know I mean? People are just so quick to just judge and point out other people's demons. When people don't even realize, like, the demon that they have mm-hmm. inside them, like, they, like you got to just work on that, man. They do that to cover up their own insecurities. Yeah. That's all that is. That's facts, bro. They, they, they dealing with something deep down inside, so they rather rather pull up your dirt than pull up their own dirt. It's Crazy. easier. It's easier yeah. to see the dirt of somebody else than to right. see the dirt. I think that's sad because, bro, I just, I just, honestly, I don't feel like I've ever been that way. You feel me? Like, right. I've always dealt with a lot growing up. My dad being in and out of jail. You feel me? Me living with my grandmother, barely getting to see my mom and all that. You feel me? Like, I was dealing with my own demons and stuff. Mm. It, it, with me, I was consumed by that. That I didn't have much time to really focus on what everybody else was doing. You feel me? Mm. Like, everybody else's dirt. Like, yeah. I wasn't bringing my dirt to the surface just because, like, I was hurting. You feel me? Like, mm. As you get older, you start releasing that, being more transparent and all that. But it's just like when you younger, them young. I'm not even gonna say younger because old people do the same thing, just pulling out people's that's dirt. Facts, like that's, that's that's sad, bro. <laughs> Listen, that's sad. Pettiness does not have an age. Facts, no. facts, old people are facts, super petty, bro. And if, <laughs> they and don't be, care and, no more. And if we being super age. truthful, like it it be it be the the church, church people that hurt you the worst. I'm gonna I'm be honest. If we being all the all the all the way uh, transparent, like. It'd be the, the church people that hurt you the worst because you go into church, especially being a newcomer, you feel me, you straight straight off the streets, straight, off. straight out of the world, you feel me, you yeah. come into church, you want to release everything that's that's out of you, you want to release it out, you feel yeah. me, and then it's like you get into church and you got people looking at you crazy, looking at yeah. you differently because you don't yeah. look like them and all that, like yeah. it hurts, you feel me, it's yeah. just like as church people, as us being saved brothers, we got to learn how to just pull them people in and take them underneath our wing Definitely. and really get them right. I, I think this comes from, I feel like um, church people have this elite attitude. Mm-hmm. Like they have a higher moral compass than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, that's why I don't like titles. Exactly. That's what I'm, we I'm always talk about. We always I, I, I hate titles. I hate titles. That's because go to a pastor and you not knowing them, you're their pastor and you say brother such and such. Right. And why, wait to wait wait till you wait till you see the response that you get from that person. Right. You know that's a two handed thing because mm-hmm. the, the office demands a certain level of respect, mm-hmm. but then the the person in the office sometimes can be snooty or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and like I said, I think church people are judges because they have a they have a sense of a higher moral compass than everybody else. I heard um, Jamal Bryant say one time when he was preaching, he said, people got to realize there's a cross for everybody. Facts. You know what I mean? He said, just because you see somebody with pink or green hair don't mean they don't know scripture. Facts. Facts. You know what I mean? And that's what we just got to take into accountability. Like, you know what I mean? Salvation's for everybody. Like, I don't I don't get into all that judging, looking down on folks because I did my dirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's something you got to deal with with God. But eventually, you going to have to deal with that with God. Facts. You know what I mean? When that day comes, whenever it comes, you know, God's not going to ask you about you know what I mean What he or she did around He's gonna actually What you did Right right. You know what I mean And right. people gotta realize that So yeah Just let that stuff go man Just just lock in man And we can just it, no, It's crazy baby. Listen man We can go right back to the cycles Because They They 
people learn that growing up Facts. from their parents inside their house. Right. You feel me? Like they they seeing what they 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 mom is doing, gossiping on the phone and all that. Right. So guess what? They think it's right. They think that's normal. They learn it from they, their parents. I, I always say this to people I know that got kids. As a parent, it's your job to create a sense of normal. Mm-hmm. Yo, you create what normal is to your kids, and it's the same thing in the church. Just like you said, people learn these um, behaviors from church. You know what I'm saying? They seen that. That's how it was growing up. You know what I'm saying? And that stuff needs to break because that Definitely. drives people out of church. It's been going mm-hmm. on for too long. Too long. You think everybody has the mindset, oh, I'm going to go to church. That's the least judgiest place. Then it turns out to be the total opposite. Right. right. You can, and then you like, yo, you can miss me with this. If I wanted to be judged, I could look on the internet. You got to think about it. People come into church when they're at their worst. Worse. When they're getting ready to break. When they need somebody, the the, 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 the worst, they, yeah. they need somebody to really comfort them. That's when they come to church. You feel me? When they really down and out, nowhere suicidal, to go. Suicidal thoughts, depression, you know what I mean? That sort of thing. And um, all that stuff is connected to cycles, man. Yeah. Just like if you grew up seeing your pops abuse your mom, mm-hmm. the likelihood of you becoming somebody that abuses somebody else is high. Facts. Right? Because... That was normal to you growing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You didn't see nothing else. Especially, you, you have a level of respect and reverence for your parents. So if you see your, that's going to happen with your parents, like I said, you think that's normal. So then you grow up, and whether you're abusing a person physically, mentally, or emotionally, mm-hmm. that's a learned behavior from when you were a kid, and that stuff needs to go. Those are all spirits, and, and the devil attacks you how he knows to attack you. Mm. If your weakness is women... Bet money, you get a lot of women thrown in your face. That's facts. facts. If your weakness is money, he go put greed in your face. Mm-hmm. Right. It's never enough money. That's your weakness. And the crazy thing is when you're trying to change is when it comes to worse. Bruh. When you're trying to lock in is when it doubles. You want to know why, though? Because I feel like God's really testing you. Like, have you really changed? Right. Have you really repented? Right. Are you really done with all that? You yeah. Feel like- Okay, it's it's uh, somewhere in the Bible. I can listen. Mm-hmm. I ain't the one that quotes scriptures. You've been quoting them though. No, no, no. I've been paraphrasing. <laughs> <laughs> that boy been digging deep. God won't tempt you with evil. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm right. saying? That's that's in the book. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he's not like the I'm gonna test you. I, was, I mean, he tests Job. Well, not not even test Job. He allowed the devil to do certain things. Yeah, to he him. allowed. He allowed the devil to test Job. Mm-hmm. So like when he said, um, when you're trying to get right, everything comes up. That's the devil throwing. Everything got you. And you don't know, you know what, what that saying? is? It's because the devil's not going to like try to come after you if you're not a threat. Right. Paul. If you're not that's a threat, right. he's not, if you're out in the streets every day doing whatever it is you're doing, you know what I mean? That sort of stuff. Like He's not worried about you. Like, go ahead. Rock out. Do right. your thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when you start to change and you start trying to hold on, like I, I just realized I don't even like what I'm like, like what I'm seeing right now. Like That's when, yeah. It, when you become a threat is when he tries everything to knock you off. That's fact, bro. Look at all the other people in the streets. Them the ones he try to keep in the street. Because mm-hmm. if, if if you with 12 guys and then the 12 guys see you change your life, mm-hmm. at least three of them is going to change their life also. Right. Especially if they respect you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Look at all the gangsters that got turned around because their gang leader or whatever turned, turned his life over to Christ. Mm-hmm. That's a... You follow your leader. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So, and there's people watching you. Exactly. You never know who's watching. People you. are watching. You don't mm-hmm. never know. That's a crazy. You don't never know who's watching. But people sit back watching you. Like, it's crazy. listen, I say, I say it all the time. Like, I'll, I'll post some stuff on Facebook or something like that. 
mess around, get no likes. But then I had people DMing me like, yeah, right. I seen blah, blah, blah. I'm like, right. I didn't think nobody saw it. You right. feel me? But people people really do be watching. They be yeah, watching. They really do. Like, uh, so to our listeners, this podcast is, we hope that it helps people. Definitely. You know what I'm That's saying? That's the goal. That's the we goal. hope that it helps people deal with issues, turn their life over to Christ, and just break these cycles. Uh, spiritual cycles. Everything is spiritual. Everything. Every mm-hmm. single thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says we wrestle not against uh, flesh and blood, mm-hmm. but against power, principalities and things of that nature. There goes another thing you quote. Yeah, uh, come on now. Again, paraphrase. <laughs> Yo, I told you his, 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 his label is Pastor Cliff now. Definitely. Paraphrase it. Um, but everything has a spirit attached to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, the th- and I wanted to bring up this point, okay? We was having a conversation offline about a situation. Mm-hmm. So, say for instance, God forbid, but say for instance, your sister get molested. Mm-hmm. What um, What is happening? What is your response? Anybody can jump in there for that. I feel like I feel like my response, I'm going, I'm going to confront whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Give them, give, them, give them these ones and twos. Nice little right hook to the gut. You feel me? Yeah, I'm definitely confronting. And uh, my, definitely my next step is definitely calling, calling the cops, man. Getting them locked up. It's definitely something physical coming from me. Yeah, it has Definitely. To. Off the rip. Mm-hmm. That's a that's that's warranted. Uh, we going to tag in a little Relly Mo out here because he wanted to say something in regards to this topic. Yo, yo, yo. Lil Relly Mo. Trade y'all, my lord. So... I'ma just be completely honest. Um, my reaction, I'm going straight to violence. And that's just me because when something like that happens to me, it's like I black out and I see red, which ain't good, like Brother Cliff said. It's not good, but Brother Cliff. Um Yeah, it's just I black out. I don't know what I do. The worst could happen. Look, let me let me ask you a question right there. What what's the level of violence? Because there's levels to it. What's the level of violence? Are you like uh, Trey said? He letting them hands go. Uh, um, I might have to go past the hands. Mm. What's past the hands? Listen, don't incriminate yourself, just in case. Don't incriminate yourself. I mean. Some some weapons might be involved, but it's just that's like my reaction. I w- it's like I see red, I black out. I don't know what happens, but that's I don't know, man. Look, look. So let me put this disclaimer out. Everybody says everything in theory. Facts. Everything is in theory, but we don't really know how we gonna react to something unless we're actually in the situation. You know what I'm saying? Like. If somebody, I have a son. If somebody, God forbid, hurt my son, my initial thought is I'm going to go hurt him back. Facts. But then I'm going to sit back and think about it. Somebody hurt my son. If I go and hurt this dude, say, say for instance, he called the police. Then what's next? I'm getting arrested for assault. Then I'm spending 15 years in jail. Then that's 15 years without my son, me being in my son's life. That's the thing about it. Just because just you don't go and kill the dude, you find me, you don't go... Uh, fight the dude doesn't make doesn't mean that you love your son your son any less. You feel me? Like right. you don't love your son any less. It's just you 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 doing what you gotta do. You feel me? And get locked up for it. Now your son is without a father. Exactly. So it's like 
like I said, everything sounds good in theory. Yeah. Michael, 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 what's the boy name? The boxer. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Said yeah. everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And that situation, in this particular situation, your sister or mother, somebody getting raped or molested, that's a punch in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? But listen, man, I, mean, I, I bet you, I bet you that if we made a poll on Instagram and asked everyone that, and it was like, are you going to call the cops or are you going to be violent? Yeah, I bet you it would be 90 to, I'd probably be 10 to 90%. Like, see, I, 90% is definitely going to say they're going to be violent and going to agree with what I'm not saying. opposed to the violence. Mm-hmm. I'm opposed to the level of violence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about it, it is, is, though, you could still go to jail for fighting the guy. Exactly. So it's kind of so, like, it's just how, how many years do you want to get locked up exactly. for? That's how I look at it for Bro, real. Bro, I can go, I can beat you up and go to jail for assault for two years. Facts. But if I beat you up and kill you, yeah. whether it's on accident, yeah. On purpose. That's it's a wrap. But in like this is America. Like in my situation, I've been through like some certain type some I'm not gonna say what kind of events, but like in my past, I've been through like some events that that make me not fear. Like not I know the consequences that's gonna come with it. And it's just like I will accept the consequences. And I know it sounds selfish, but it it'll give me It'd give me peace that if the the person that raped my sister is like gone or he's hurt now because he hurt my sister, it's like it to me it balances it out. I know it don't sound right, but it's like and that's just how I feel. That's the whole purpose. Of, that's a cycle. So the guy hurt your sister, mm. then you hurt the guy, mm-hmm. then you're turning around and hurting your family because you're about to be locked up. And you're hurting yourself because I doubt right. you're gonna find peace in jail, man. I'm gonna not be at honest. all. I'm gonna be honest. The fact that you have to, you're in jail simply based on that fact. Not about the violence in jail. Not about the missing. You're simply in jail, and that cycle is just continuing on, continuing on. You're going. Your sister's still hurt. Now your family hurt because both their kids is gone. Because being molested or raped, it takes something out of you. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never been molested or raped, so I can't really attest to that. Mm-hmm. But I know people close to me that have. Me too. And it takes a piece of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I actually, I know somebody that was molested and the molester, I actually beat the molester up. But um, that was just a friend. And I beat and I beat my friend's molester up bad. But if it's my sister, it's going to be worse than that. Like, that's my own blood. Like I said, I, I get it in theory. I get it in theory. But then we're going to be visiting you through a glass wall. And Pray for me. That's what we're going to have to do. Look, that's all you can do. Look, some parents don't even want to visit their kids in jail. So. Uh, yeah. Because it's like, a, a, you know. I know your parents, though. They're going to come visit oh, yeah. you. I know they're going to come visit you. I know they're going to come visit you. <laughs> <laughs> your mama going to bring you some Sunday school lessons. Uh, what? <laughs> She gonna tell me what happened, and she gonna show me her ner- her notes about Sunday, uh, what Bishop was preaching about. I know my mom. <laughs> I that, but see, that's what we was talking about—the whole cycle. Yeah. Whether it's the same cycle, it it just overflows to the next thing. His sister gets raped in the situation, in the hypothetical situation. He hurts the man. He goes to jail. Then he gets hurt in jail, and it's just a cycle that continues, that continues, that continues. But I brought it up because, like, oftentimes in the black community, like, um, it happens all the time with uncles, you know, uncles or nieces or fathers or whatever. Um, oftentimes, it's males molesting or raping women. Mm-hmm. And then 
the situation is uh, addressed, but it's also like uh, I don't want to say sweep under swept under the rug. Sometimes it is. It is definitely, and uh, it's like so every time this girl come to a family function, she got to see this guy that did this to her. Now we're not saying don't forgive the guy, because forgiveness is for you. You know what I'm saying? It, it's to help you heal. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, you know what I'm saying? Like, why is my man's here? Yo, honestly, man, if if anybody that rapes a person needs to be in jail, man. Like, I I don't care, bro. So, like that whole that whole like black community, because I I it's, it, even in my family it's happening. You feel me? Like facts. that whole brush underneath for the rug, and then like you say, like the child or the the. Could be, could be, a, she could be a grown up by now. You feel me? Like seeing that uncle every single time at a family function, she's supposed to act like everything's peachy and creamy. Right. That is wrong, yo. You, you know, that what I think so wrong. I think it comes from the whole slavery times, the mentality behind us black people sweeping it under rug. Because how oftentimes was slaves raped and all that stuff, and you couldn't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that mindset just translated and rolled over generation to generations to generations mm-hmm. to generations. Mm-hmm. And now, so let me ask y'all a question. So why do y'all think people don't call the police in that situation? What, like the, the uncle situation? Yeah. It's, it, that, that's, something like that like rocks a whole family. That impacts a whole Facts. family. So, um, so, so why y'all think? Because so, if it was a random person, mm-hmm. you're going to eventually call the police. Mm-hmm. So why didn't they call the police on the family members? That's a question you got to ask them. Yeah, facts. facts. What y'all think, though? I, I think maybe because it's it's their blood, they might try to find forgiveness. You yeah, feel me towards them? Like, to, yeah. it don't make it like family member, random dude off the streets. It don't either way. It don't make it any better. You right, know what right. I mean? It does not make it any not better. at all. I don't think they want to bring no type of like embarrassment to their family. And either. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, that's the right problem. on the nose. And how often you see it in church where one of the preachers was sleeping with you know one of the members? Right. Oh, it, it happened at my old church. It happened, and it all wasn't the time. and it wasn't just one member. It was it was numerous members. Yeah, it happens all the time. But listen, yeah, but it was the pulpit. But 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 the thing about that church, it, it ended up closing down because of all of it. Dang, yeah, for real? yeah, yeah. Um, I ain't gonna put the, the church name out. Right, yeah, right, bro. Right. It was it was it was getting real. Like it got to the point where it was people inside the church fighting and all that. Dang, and end up getting like the church ended up getting tore down and all that. But it's like. You you have those churches where it's like they know what's going on right. and they still up and running. Might be mega churches. You feel me? Like it's bad. It happens. I mean, bro. I mean, it happens in church because people are in church and it's a, right. it's a people problem, right? You know what I'm saying? And like we said earlier, the devil attacks you where you're weak is at, mm-hmm. and oftentimes men are weak for women. It's, I don't know what's wrong with us, but we are, right? You know what I'm saying? So. It's it's a hard situation to be in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like again, we forgive our pastors and stuff, but it's like it's hard to forget it. And you not I don't think you're supposed to forget it. But it's like I know you did X, Y, and Z, but yet I'm supposed to listen. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna have to leave. To you. Exactly. Because yeah. because I'm I'm um as like as church people like the, the the pastor the bishop of the churches we we like we looked to them as like our fathers our spiritual fathers and it's like as a, as a, as a father and as a son or a daughter you look at your father as like very like powerful you feel me like that mm-hmm. like they they have they have their stuff together like um as a spiritual father you look at them like they're supposed to be super strong 
spiritually. You feel me? Like I understand like you had those uh temptations, but if you're talking to us about how we should um like basically curve those temptations, why can't you? Why right. can't you? We supposed to be learning from you, but how can I learn from you when you, I, when you I know mean, what you're doing? Yeah, I see what you're saying for sure, definitely. But you know, what I mean, I heard Jamal Bryan talking about it. That's my guy. I know, I, I know, yeah, I keep bringing him up. <laughs> yeah. But now, nah, um, but you know, what I mean, he was in a couple of little scandals, and he and he had said, you know, what I mean, like people forget that preachers are, are people too. You know what I mean? So they going to slip up too. So that's another thing we got to yeah. take. Nah. That's a, I feel like that's a cop out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That they're people? No, no. The whole response. Trying to... Because it sounds like you're trying to... Uh, no, I'm not taking up for it. I'm just I'm saying what he said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds like you're kind of trying to justify the action because, oh, we're people too. Like, I understand that. Mm. But it's just like, look at it as the presidency. Right. You're the president. You're not supposed to be embezzling money. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. supposed to... The position requires a certain level of respect and, and discipline. And that's exactly where I was going. As a pastor, you put yourself in that position. You wanted to be in that position. Right. Like you said, as a president, you wanted to be in that position. You feel me? Like, you got voted in. You wanted to be in that position. Like, as a pastor, like, you already know what you were getting yourself into. Right. So don't try to go out and do it and then be like, well, everyone makes mistakes. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. you should never put yourself in a position to be yeah, a pastor. It's just like if your, it's a, it's like your wife cheated on you opposed to a girlfriend cheating on you. Mm-hmm. There's certain levels, it's levels to it. Yeah. Either and I'm way, not, I'm upset. Bro, right, right, exactly. Right. I get that pastors right. are people and they're not perfect mm-hmm. by any means. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for me, if a pastor did something, you know what I'm saying, something to that level, where it's, it's going to affect the body, he should repent, or he he or she should repent to the body. Right. Openly repent to the body. Facts. Because, like, I feel like I need to know that. You know what I'm saying? As your uh, member of your church. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying don't tell me everything, you know, because that stuff is between you and God. Right, right. But if I hear it through the grapevine, I'm not going to feel comfortable following after you. It's just like I always tell parents um, that I know, you need to repent to your kids. You know what I'm saying? Because your kids hold a level of respect for you. Right. And if you, my son's 11, and I've repented and said sorry to him several times. My my daughter is too, and I, and I say sorry. Exactly, because we ain't right all the time. Right. And we step out of pocket from but, time to but time. But growing up, we was taught that the parents is always right. Always right. We yeah. knew that they were wrong. You be like, but they would. They not going. They not going to tell us that they wrong. And again, that's another cycle that needs to be broken. It's broken now. Yeah, it, I'm talking about in, in the masses in general, especially in the black community. Yeah, your parents say it. That word is bond. Yeah, mm-hmm. even though you can tell me that it's not raining outside, but I can clearly see it is. It's raining. But if your mama say it ain't raining, guess what? I'm going outside without an umbrella. Facts. And that's the, that's the wrong answer. Facts. <laughs> that is the wrong. I can't remember one time growing up that my grandparents said sorry to me for doing something. Man, listen. Negative. I just Never. A whole bunch of belts. Exactly. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Never. But that's the point, man. That's a cycle that needs to be broken. Yeah. Because you're teaching your kids that's the right way. And God doesn't do that. God repented several times. He, mm. When he destroyed the earth, he was like, that's me. That's my bad. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. That was extra. Yeah. If God can repent, so you telling me because you my mama, you can't repent? Right. You can't say sorry to me? Mm-hmm. Shorty. You overreacted. It wasn't that serious. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I repeat to my son every, all the time. I that's, say, Sorry, that's good, man. See, see, I thought I was the... I mean, my daughter's only two years old. You feel me? Like, 
it might go in one ear and out the other. Like, but, but, that's not but it's point. just like I thought I was the only. Like, I'm glad that t- for me and you both being parents that we we're both on the same page when it comes to that. You that's feel right. me? Like, because it's like like you said, you growing up. It wasn't like that. Me growing up, it wasn't like that. But we're breaking a cycle now, you feel me, just starting a new cycle for mm-hmm. our kids to, you know what I mean, for generations to, to come, you feel me? Bro, I've I, I, bro, I yelled at my son over something. Then I think back like, it wasn't even that serious. Yeah, facts. Because I, like he was not turning his assignments, right? Mm-hmm. And I I was 38 high. Yeah. 38 high. Mm-hmm. Snatched them all up. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait a minute. He just started online learning. He might be struggling with the whole online school thing. Right. I'm overreacting. Right. Let me go apologize to him and explain to him. Like, when I used to whoop my son, okay, um, I used to explain to him before and after every whooping why I'm whooping him. And you could call him and ask him. I'd be like, Breezy, why is this happening? He'd be like, because I didn't X, Y, and Z. So don't get mad at me. This is just the situation. These are the consequences to the situation that you put yourself in. Right. And, and that, again, that's another cycle. Growing up, how many times did your parents actually explain to you why you was getting in trouble? Exactly. You just caught this fade and kept it pushing. Duh, facts. And kept it pushing. And then and you look at it, um, I always say this, that we are so much more like God than we think. God chastises you and then hugs you at the end. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Facts, like, facts. I let you fall into this gap, mm-hmm. but I'm going to pull you out. Mm-hmm. Just to show you that this wasn't the move, player. Right. But I got you. Right. You know what I'm saying, and that's just a whole other cycle that needs to be broken. Listen, man, when you when you when you first brought up the whole like tonight was going to be about cycles, one of the things I thought about was like like I I'm I'm from I'm from uh, Aberdeen, you feel me, and it's just like you see it from time to time to time, especially on this side of the town where I grew up on. It's just like you got you got OGs. Out here, oh you my know what goodness, I mean? the town of Aberdeen. Listen, cycle, bro, bro, out here selling drugs, bro. out here doing this and that, bro. End up going to jail, end up being killed. But then you got the young cats coming and cycle. You feel me? Coming back and doing the same exact same thing, exact. like, bro. This, that's one thing I'll say. Like my father always preached to me, like since I was a kid. Like if mm-hmm. I ever get the chance to, and it's God willing for me to leave. You know what I mean? Not just not just leave and not come back, but like go and see the world, go and see stuff differently. You know what I mean? Because people, people out here, bro, it's just like, you no, know, I ain't trying to talk down on nobody or nothing, but it's just like the it's mindset the truth, ain't it's ain't like there. the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like it's crazy, bro. It's just, and then, like he said, the OGs when they pull the younger cats into it, like nobody's sitting here really talking to the young cats. Like, yo, that's not the right dude that you need to be looking up at. You right. need to be looking up at. Dude over here that's going to school, that's doing this, that, and the third. But all they see is cuz singing dope. Money. Like, money. Yeah. Flashing its money. Like, you know what I mean? That's just, but that's, you know, in the black community everywhere, I feel like. But shit, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like for me, what what saved me more than anything was uh, my dad. My dad went to jail when I was like two. Mm-hmm. He went to jail for eight and a half years. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm in school playing sports and all that growing up. So I didn't really have time to really think about drugs and all that you feel me but it was it seemed like um around that time when my dad got out i was like 11 12 you feel mm-hmm. me starting to get into my teen years starting to really discover everything i felt like it was like god like sending my dad back to me to show me like listen this is not what you're gonna be doing this is not what you're gonna be doing i got locked up for this right. i got locked up for that don't do it you feel me because yeah. i feel like if i didn't have him there 
Who knows? Especially especially living on this side of the town, who knows what type yeah. of person I would have grew up to actually be. You feel yeah. me? Like and, and and to both of y'all points, look at how society portrays it. It plays right into that cycle. Yeah. That black people or African American black people, quick money, quick money, whatever the way you can, uh-huh. whichever the way you can. They glorify selling drugs and being gangster and all that other jazz. And that's, again, another cycle that needs to be broken. There's, there's literally jails being built off of uh, SAT scores or what was it, like reading scores, elementary school. Mm-hmm. Like, they're literally letting the cycle fall. You know what I mean? So it's just... It's bad It's juju, crazy. Man. It's bad juju. Like, like, society, like, in the black community, basically, like, downgrades people that... Like, like it's not, it's, it's not okay. Like, it's not okay to be smart. You feel me? Like, yeah. you, you, you gotta be a gang banger and stuff yeah. like that because, like, they see it every day on TV, yeah. Instagram, rappers. You feel yeah. me? Like celebrities. Like everyone wants to be tough. Yeah. It's not, it's not cool to be different. You feel me? Yeah. Like me growing up, I was always different. That Whatever always, they was doing, I was doing the opposite. Never. You feel me? Like. But it's like kids these days. They don't have that mind to be like, you know what? I'm not gonna do that. They think it's corny. They think it's corny and, to do the right thing. Listen, and that's because nobody taught them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everything is a learned behavior. They're born into this world without an instruction manual like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So if nobody pulled them to the side, like, yo, it's cool to be different. Be you. You don't have to be like everybody else. All that other stuff is normalized. Mm-hmm. They expect, when I say they, society in general expects us to act like this. Uh, J. Cole talked about it in the song when he was talking about one of them kid rappers, he was like, um, they listen to your song and they try to to, to understand how it feels to be black because they expect you to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. They expect you to tote guns and rap about all that other jazz. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But again, that comes from nobody broke the cycle. Whether it's a lack of cycle of instructions, nobody broke and gave instructions out. Mm-hmm. Life doesn't come with an instruction manual, so we're all in here like, I guess this will work. You find what works. I feel. I feel like. I feel like the the biggest thing. I mean. I mean. I know. I talked about my dad, but I think the biggest thing that really helped me growing up was like having my grandmother like raise me into the church because I knew right from wrong. You find me like, and it was instilled in me at a young age. Like you know what I mean. Like talk if you're going through some stuff, talk to God. You find me like foundation was set. Exactly. Exactly. Train up a child. It's big. It's big. That's that's what a lot of people's missing is that 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 that. That grandmother or that that uh, Big mother mom. that, Big that brings you to church, you feel I me? Mean? Really like instills those traits in <laughs> Big Mama like forty now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mama got a boo. <laughs> but uh, man, yeah, this is a good conversation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And uh, but listen, to 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 break the cycle, and this is just my own personal opinion. Mm-hmm. How to break the cycle is to identify where the cycle started or could have started, mm-hmm. and you take it to God. The specific incident, and sometimes if you need to confront the perpetrator or the situation that perpetrated you, perpetrated you, that's not a thing. The situation didn't do that. But prayer and fasting mm-hmm. and taking it to God, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, identifying what happened, that's a crucial step, you know what I'm saying? I think another thing is, man, be you. Just just because your dad did it, just because your uncle did it, doesn't mean you got to do it, man. Break that cycle, man. Break that cycle. Bro, my whole parenting like language mm-hmm. is the total opposite. Exactly. Of what my exactly. parents did. I always said, if I ever have a kid, I'm going to just think 
what I didn't get mm-hmm. or what they didn't do mm-hmm. and do the total opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been doing and my son's 11 and he's, he's pretty good. Facts. He's pretty good. Facts. Shout out. Shout him out. <laughs> Shout out to Breezy. Yes, <laughs> my man. Man, I guess, I guess that's it. That's it. You got I, something you want to add, Rick? Man, just break them cycles, man. Be different. Be you. Please break you know them I mean? cycles. Go out and be great. Make some of yourself. You know I mean? That's definitely how some out. Definitely, you know what I mean? The youngest that I got underneath my wing, I always tell them that, you know what I mean? Go out and make history the mm-hmm. right way. Mm-hmm. That's one thing my mother always preached to me, you know what I mean? She always, you know, put that foundation down. Like, go out and be great. Don't do nothing that's just going to upset us, you know what I mean? That's going to have us crying, but do something that's going to make us proud. You know what I mean? And that's what it's all about, man. Nobody writes your story but you. Right. Facts. It's completely up to you. You are the author and the finisher mm-hmm. of your story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a scripture in the Bible, too. Just putting that out there. My, I need I need for all the listeners on every Man, episode to to count how many times Cliff <laughs> quotes a scripture. Yeah, it's not yeah, a bad thing, but church. man, paraphrasing scripture. Young, paraphrasing. you've passed the cliff. Uh-huh. <laughs> you've uh-huh. passed it. There you go. Uh-huh. Listen, we want to thank everybody for listening to us today. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the conversation, and if you want uh, to interact with us, please DM us. And if you got something you want to talk about with us in regards to this conversation, DM us on Facebook or Instagram at Saved and Such. That's S-A-V-E-D, the letter N, S-U-C-H. We'll get back to you, set up an appointment, and we can talk about it on air. And we could get it put out to the people because somebody else might have the same question or the same concern. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. So with that being said, we are not pastors. We are not preachers, deacons, or none of that. But we all have a relationship with God and if it's something that you want to pray about with us or you want us to pray about please DM us that also so we are accepting all prayer requests we will pray on it on our own and we will also do it in our next recording so with that being said we're going to ask our founder Rick Coley to pray us out Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you just thinking we praise you for another day, Father God, just to be in the land of living. We just thank you, Father God, that you are the greatest author, Father God. We thank you for the cycles that we're breaking, that our listeners are breaking, Father God. We thank you for making a way out of nowhere. We thank you that your hand is just over us, protecting us, Father. We are forever just grateful, Father God, that you've chose us, that you're chasing us, Father God. Father God, we thank you that even when we do fall, Father God, you're there to pick us right back up, Father God. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And again, thank you for listening. We are Saved and Such. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Saved and Such. S-A-V-E-D, the letter N-S-U-C-H. I'm Cliff Anderson. Your boy Trayvon Stewart. Tariq Coley. And thank you for listening. We out. Play that outro. Play that outro. Uh-huh. That outro, though. <laughs>